Yeah, it happens. All right, so we're officially recording. First episode. This is hype. I've, dude, I got so much pent up football to talk about right now. Oh, I've been waiting for this, baby. This is going to be dope. So let's get this started. What's up, everyone? Welcome into Gridiron Mania. I'm your host, Alex Light, and I'm joined with one of my two co-hosts. There are supposed to be two people here on the show with me, uh, but one of them, Mr. Brady Dyer, he is unfortunately sick and not able to join us today. In the times that we were in with the COVID, it was best that he just not come. But I do have my other co-host with me. I have Mr. Tyler Honeysuckle, a.k.a. Mr. Buffalo himself. How you doing, Tyler? I'm doing pretty dandy. Man, I really appreciate agreeing to be my co-host on this show. It's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Man, we got a lot of football to talk about. Today is going to be a very action-packed episode. I know there's no sports going on and everything, but with this being a brand-new show, I mean, we, me and Tyler, we basically we got some stuff to catch up on. So we have a lot to talk about. We have a lot to talk about over, like, the next few weeks of doing this show. This is going to be a weekly show to check out on CastBox exclusively for the time being under the channel Spark E3. Just make sure to give us a search, Gridiron Mania or Spark E3, and give us a follow. Subscribe to the channel. Stay up to date for all new episodes being posted on Thursdays at 8 a.m. Uh, Central Time. So with, uh, so with the show breakdown, once the season kicks off, you can expect us to be doing uh, game predictions and reviews, etc., etc. any sort of news going on, as well as some fantasy thoughts, uh, how our fantasy leagues are going, who we think we uh, you should start, who you know think we should start, etc., etc. And hey, there's actually a slight possibility that this show could be a live show every week once the season kicks off. That's something we got in the works for the time being, with it being in the offseason, this is just going to be pre-recorded, but... Here in the future could be a live show. That's going to be pretty exciting. Uh, today is May 12th, 2020, so any news that comes out after this, hey, we're going to talk about it next episode. No big deal. Hopefully, Brady can join us the next episode. Shout out to you, big guy. Hopefully, you can be here with us. Uh, before we actually jump into anything, uh, I do want to take a quick little moment. Uh, you know, we're a little late to the party here, starting the show, you know, a few days after this, whatever, but I still want to take the opportunity to shout this out. Legendary head coach Don Shula of the Miami Dolphins recently passed away. Uh, one of the most winning, uh, I think he actually is still currently the most winning coach in NFL history. I don't know if Bill Belichick has passed him yet. I want to believe that Don is still number one. Um, but he's also most notable for coaching the 72 Dolphins, which are the only team in NFL history to go undefeated in the regular season and win the Super Bowl. Uh, as everyone should know, the New England Patriots came very close back in 2007, but lost in the Super Bowl. So uh, just to give a little memory to that, we're going to give a seven-second moment of silence in memory to Super Bowl Seven, that being the Super Bowl that uh, they had completed the uh, undefeated season with. So a little seven-second silence right here. Okay, so uh, with that, let's kick off the show. First, first, first off, let's talk about some quarterbacks in this man. Uh, this was a quarterback free agency. My God, quarterbacks all over the board, right? This, I okay. In all the times that you've ever been following the game, have you ever seen a free agency this wild on quarterbacks in the offseason? No, like I don't know. It's just Me, it's musical wild. chairs. <laughs> this was a musical chairs type of offseason, you know, but. The, the main thing that I want to talk about here is that let's talk about Andy Dalton, Jameis Winston, and Cam Newton. Those are the three. You know, the rest of them, you know, we're kind of late to the show, water under the bridge, whatever. But these three are very recent, and they're very intriguing, okay? Mm -hmm. Cam being intriguing because we have a former number one overall pick, former MVP of the league, still a free agent. It's mm -hmm. crazy to me. You know, but Andy Dalton and Jameis. Andy Dalton's uh, being released to the uh, from the Cincinnati Bengals, not surprising there since they drafted Joe Burrow. Uh, especially since he had like a, what was like a seventeen million dollar hit, they were gonna have to take on their cap if he stayed there. I think yeah. um, he signs a one year deal with, with the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, you know, he played at TCU. He's got a home in Dallas, so he got those connections. But that's very intriguing with this whole Dak Prescott situation. Um, with you know him being tagged, he hasn't signed the tag. He wants the long term deal. With um, with Andy signing with Dallas, do you think that's a do you think that's a move? From Jerry Jones to show that hey, if Dak's not going to play, at least I've got something going for me. Oh yeah, most definitely, most definitely. Now it's putting the pressure on Dak to show why he wants the thirty-five, forty million, however much he wants, because right now he he's the only quarterback. But they just got Andy, so I he's mean, a proven winner. Yeah, he's he's probably the best backup in the NFL right now. I I agree, and you know um, when it comes to that. I got I got to say, and you know, we, you know, we talk about it just through messaging, like mm -hmm. me, you, and Brady. 
But in my opinion, Dak's not worth the money that he's wanting. Oh, no, uh, I no. mean, he's a good quarterback, yes. But, you know, one thing that that's very bothersome with this situation, and it's a normal thing, is that, like, I, did, I understand the quarterback position is so important, but, like, aren't they just, like, overpaid, though? Oh, yeah. I oh, mean, yeah. like, look at – look. I mean, I mean, granted, he finally got to the point where he wanted money, but look what Tom Brady did all these years of taking lower, lower, lower uh, contracts so they could help build the team. And that's one thing that's, I think, going to end up hurting the Cowboys is they already have this massive deal with, with Zeke, now a massive deal with Cooper. And if they do the massive deal with Dak, what's going to happen when it comes time to re-sign some of these young studs? I mean, they just yeah. let one young stud walk away with Byron Jones. They're like C.D. Lamb. I mean, Exactly. What if C.D. Lamb shows up to really be the next guy? You know, he's wearing number 88 after all. Apparently, he's got to be a big deal, I guess, yeah. since 88 is such a big deal. <laughs> You know, and then we also have Jameis. Uh, very, very surprising one there. Very surprising. Jameis going to end division uh, rival of his former team, the New Orleans Saints, to be a backup to uh, Drew Brees. But that's also interesting because the Saints just re-signed Taysom Hill and gave him guaranteed money. It was like, what, $14 million, $17 million guaranteed cash or something like that? Yeah, something For like that. a guy who's completed eight passes. I mean, he's like, I get he's a Swiss Army knife and they view him as the future, but Jameis being, Jameis being brought in is just, just wild to me. Oh yeah, I, I I think that might be for the future though, because Drew's got to retire eventually. And I, I mean, yeah. I understand it's just one year that he might not be back there next year. Right. But you got to prove yourself, and maybe he loves it in New Orleans. Right. Never know. Do you think they're gonna roll with Taysom, or do you think they're gonna give Jameis a shot after Breeze? I I think they gotta give Jameis a shot. I Taysom he. He's a he's a wide receiver, running back. He's a tight end, quarterback. He's just there just to just to be there, you know. Right. One thing, you know, Jameis he did actually comment that he wanted to go there and like, just kind of take the time to learn from the best, which I respect, you know, because oh, yeah. I mean, it's not documented on a podcast or anything, but it's documented between me and you. I do not like Jameis Winston. I do not like him at all. I think I think he's a terrible quarterback. (laughs) I have thought that since he was at you know Florida State, and that's a look. That's that's me being a fan of the game as well as me being Mm -hmm. a Miami Hurricane fan. But that's not the point. I I think he's shit. I mean, congratulations, you threw for five thousand yards in uh, a day and age where Drew Brees has done it six times. Congratulations. Um, So I will say complete and utter kudos to him for humbling himself to step down to go learn. You know, from one of the best in history to yep. get better. Kudos to him for that. You know, I can hate him all day, but kudos to him for that. Now, one thing that um, I thought was really interesting when it came to these two guys taking these backup one-year deals is it's because, like, this off season, it's like everyone's kind of in place, but next year you're going to have a lot of possible openings. You know yep. what I mean? Because you're going to have the, you know, obviously New Orleans is probably going to be one. Uh, I mean, you, I, I, I very highly doubt it, but you never know. Tampa Bay could be an opening. Yeah. Um, Indianapolis is going to be all pretty much a guaranteed opening. We're about to talk about that here in a minute. Um, you never know. Um, New York could be, New York Jets could be an opening if uh, Sam Donald, Donald just bombs. Uh, Jacksonville. You know, unfortunately, I, mean, I hate to, I hate it, but it's it's a possibility. Washington's a possibility. If Alex Smith doesn't play this year, Dwayne's garbage, in my opinion. You know, if Dwayne has another crappy year, you know, I mean, he played all right last year, but if Dwayne comes in and just bombs it all year, you could have a possible opening there next year. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, absolutely. That's 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 a good point, Pittsburgh. Um, so I mean, there. I think that's Andy and Jameis signing with these teams that have like their surefire starter and just taking the backup role for a one-year deal. I think that's them looking at the long game that this offseason is not a good time to be a free agent quarterback, especially when you have like the big names like Tom Brady out there. Mm-hmm. But next year is going to be a better year to be a free agent quarterback, which I, I kind of respect that. Uh, then we, like, like I mentioned, we have Cam Newton um, yeah. who's still a free agent. Do you think Cam's going to get signed or do you think he's going to set out for the year? Man, that's a, uh, well, hang on. The better question: Do you think he will humble himself to be a backup, or do you think he's going to stick to his pride that he b- deserves to be a starter, which, in my opinion, he does, and just yeah. set out for the year? What, 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 that's that's the, that's another part of the question. See what what I don't understand is the Patriots right now. You got all these quarterbacks, and they're not taking none of them. That's true. Like, ah, uh, man. See, Cam Newton he he would start in New England. He would start probably. 
the Raiders. I know that they got uh, Mariota and Carr, but that would be a good – I don't know how really that would work, being having three quarterbacks. Buffalo got a quarterback. The Jets. See, I'm trying to think of where he would even – where he would even go right now. I think really the only real open spot is, you know, the New England. You know, and yeah. everyone's been pitching for Chargers, but the Chargers are dead set on Tyrod being the starter, Justin being the backup. Yep. Unfortunate for Tyrod, he's in another Cleveland Brown situation, yep. which was expected, though, uh, for the most part. But, I mean, I really don't know where Cam could go unless he really does take a backup job. You know, I, I thought I want to believe that I saw a post where he's willing to take a backup job, which I guess that's great. He's humbling yeah. himself in that capacity, but just where? You know, I, I would say Pittsburgh. I, I think Pittsburgh's the best spot. Yeah. You know, because like with Big Ben, the way he plays, you, I mean, dude, at this point, it's pretty much a damn guarantee that Big Ben's going to go down for at least a couple games, right? Yeah. And that Mason Rudolph, I don't think he's he's not the answer up there. So no, I, he might just wait till somebody gets hurt. Like, what if what if Philip Rivers is hurt in Indianapolis? That's true. Does he go up there? That's true. You know? I mean, I guess we'll see. Uh, oh, another possible opening for next year I just thought of. Um, it, it really it, There's going to be a lot of factors for this possible being an opening, but uh, Detroit. Detroit yeah. could be a possible quarterback opening next year. It, it, it's going to depend, uh, you know, with how well they do this year, if Matt Stafford gets hurt again, if Matt Patricia gets fired. If Matt Patricia gets fired, they bring a new head coach, I could see them moving on from Stafford. You know, oh, yeah. yeah, I could see that. So that could be a possible opening. Um, to continuing to talk about quarterbacks, uh, we got two quarterbacks um, that are pretty much like it really does feel like this is going to be their last ride this season. That's uh, Philip Rivers and Drew Brees. Um, Drew Brees, I think he signed a two-year deal, right? Yes. But I, I still think it could be his last year because, I mean, apparently, I mean, nothing's been confirmed as far as I know. But, I mean, it's pretty much confirmed, more or less, that he has a TV deal set up as soon as he retires. Oh, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I think it was with CBS, I think. Uh, I could be wrong. Um, CBS or ABC, I know it wasn't ESPN. I know, you know, they, they tried to get him because they were trying to fill that Monday night booth, which we'll also talk about a little bit. But uh, Drew Brees is pretty much set up for the future with being a, uh, a broadcaster. So, I, I think this is going to be his last year. So, it's going to be real interesting. It's with uh, NBC Sports. NBC, NBC, NBC. Okay, okay. Yeah, so, I mean, he's pretty much got a deal set up. Uh, so, that's why I really do feel like this is going to be his last season. One last ride. I mean, personally, I, with that being said, he's one of my favorite quarterbacks of all time. Oh, yeah. I would love for the Saints to win the Super Bowl this year. Just going to go ahead and throw that out there right now. Um, and then Rivers. I mean, it was just recently confirmed. He's got a confirmed, this one's 100% confirmed and mm -hmm. announced. He is going to be the head coach of a high school in Alabama. Once yep. he's done playing, if that does not scream that this one year, $25 million deal is a true one year, one and done deal. I don't know what the fuck does. Yeah. I mean, like if you're sitting there saying that you're going to be the head coach of a high school, once you're done playing, that tells me this is your last fucking year. So with, you know, with that being said, do you think the Colts did a good move getting Jacob Eason, or what do you? How do you feel about the Jacoby Brissett situation? Because you know they, they're still paying Jacoby Brissett. Yep. They, they've wrapped up like thirty-five million dollars in just two quarterbacks yep. sitting on that on that on that uh, roster. How, how do you feel towards the Colts quarterback situation? I feel like uh, Jacoby, he might he might go back to New England. Like that's, that's if, true. But, I, I imagine he I I imagine he's salty right now. Yeah. If if I had to put money on it, I would I would bet the Patriots trade for Jacoby this year and get him back. Yes. If that's only if Stidham is not, is if not Stidham plays yeah. like trash. Yeah. Which I, can I see that. I expect, I mean, I you do know, too. It, it's hard to, to back up Tom Brady. So. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I, I, so I agree. That's actually a good, that's actually a good pitch. I haven't thought about that. Yep. Jacoby Brissett to uh, new England. That's uh that's probably, I mean, that's probably a good possibility, you know, but I, I still think cam could be a good possibility. Cause I think they could get cam for cheaper because cam yeah. has now probably reached the point where he realized he's not going to get a, a, a large deal for this, for this year. Yeah. So but, they might can get cam for cheap. Yeah. Jacoby's been in new England though. That's true. So, and then he already knows the system and it'd probably be bill's preference preference too you know how oh, he yeah. is oh yeah. yeah so i mean that's a good point i didn't think about that uh jacoby to new england man that could be a you know may 12 2020 tyler honeysuckle just predicted it so if it happens you heard it here first i mean they got brian hoyer back for like the what third time yeah so. that's, that's true and basically he's playing for free more or less yeah. yeah um so so just one thing to note for this show 
when it comes to the three of us. Tyler is a Buffalo fan, as I made a joke about earlier. Buffalo Bills fan. Mr. Brady Dyer is a diehard Dallas Cowboys fan. We dim boys, unfortunately. And I'm a diehard Chicago Bears fan. So we're going to talk about the Chicago Bears for a minute. Because yep. I've, I've, I've got some more beef. I've got a, I've had beef. All right. Before I say my beef, I, got, I, I need to address this right now in episode one. I want the world to fucking know. And Tyler can back me up on this. And so can Brady when he gets on the show. I have been anti-Trubisky since the moment he declared for the fucking draft. Okay, is that not fact? Uh, that is, that's 100% facts, right? I have been anti-Trubisky since the fucking pick. I have been upset with the pick since we've we've made it. I have never been sold on this dude. Even, you know, the, the year before where we actually won the division and he had a couple good games, like the game against Tampa Bay where he threw for like five or six TDs, whatever. Congratulations, Mitchell Trubisky. You threw five TDs against a team that had three or four of their defensive back starters out and had rookies playing. Congratulations. Yep. I have been anti-Trubisky from the get-go, and these guys that are going to be on the show with me can back it up. So let's talk about that that situation because I just came across something recently uh, that you know why the Bears traded up one pick. Because I've I've been pissed off about that since it happened. When, when I was I was in a hotel room, uh, I was out of town for work during that draft, and I remember us trading up for one pick, and I really thought it was going to be for like Jamal Adams. That's who I was really thinking and hoping for because yep. I knew. It was either going to be Jamal Adams or Solomon Thomas, which in hindsight, I'm glad it wasn't Solomon Thomas because obviously he hasn't panned out. But that's who I thought it was going to be because I, th- I thought that's who San Francisco was going to be in play for. You know, and then we get Trubisky. I threw my phone across the fucking hotel room first off, and then I saw how much we gave up for the pick. So apparently here's the recent news that came out for it. And, it, and I get it. I understand. But it still does not excuse the poor lack of judgment on the on that quarterback class. Because I was a diehard Watson guy, I'm still a diehard Watson guy. You know, I like Mahomes a lot, but I'm, I, you know, if we could redo that draft, I would still want to have Watson, and yes. I have my reasons for it. But apparently, the reason why we traded up one pick is because the Browns, who, you know, if anyone recalls that draft, you know, it was, you know, there was a lot of talk. Who are the Browns going to get? Miles Garrett or Mitchell Trubisky? The Browns were very high on Trubisky as well. And uh, apparently the Browns were in play to move up at number two, even though they just had the first pick and uh, get Trubisky at two. Because apparently, they, you know, the Browns had the 12th pick that draft. So that's why the Bears ended up trading up is because they saw the opportunity. They had to get their guy and their team was in play for the guy. They had to make the move, which, okay, you know what? I get, I get now that that's come out. I get it. I yeah. do. I'm still not happy about it, but I do understand the mindset that hey, someone else is in play for the guy you want, even if it's up in one pick. You got to, you got to do it. Oh yeah. You know, so I get that, but man, you cannot excuse just the poor lack of judgment on that, on that, on on that pick. That pick is going to haunt unless Ryan Pace can have another opportunity to draft another quarterback, like let's say next year. That pick is going to stick with him for the rest of his career. I mean, it is. But, um, you know, still talking about Ryan Pace and the Bears, you know, because, you know, me being a diehard Bears fan, I don't want to make this show all about my favorite team, obviously. You know, I'm a football fan first, Bears fan second. But I do also want to, you know, have, take a moment to shout out all my Bears, fellow Bears fans out there and tell them to shut the fuck up on Ryan Pace because they are being way too fucking negative on this man. Yeah. All right, look, here's the thing about Ryan Pace. And you can fucking do the research and fucking fight me on it. Please at me. Let's fight about it. This man cannot draft first round. All right? I'll go ahead and say that up front. He cannot. First first, first round pick he had with the Bears. First time as a GM, whatever. Kevin White. I don't even need to talk yeah. about that one. Um, who is the next one for him? I can't remember the next one off the top of my head. Uh, but, like, I know he's gotten Kevin White, Mitchell Trubisky, Raquan Smith, Leonard Floyd. Leonard Floyd was the one after yep. Kevin White, which Leonard Floyd I was okay with at the time. Um, you know, I was I was okay with. Uh, obviously, it did not pan out. Um, but those were those are his four first round picks that he's had as a GM. Raquan Smith may work out. Raquan's done good for us so far. He's not like a Pro Bowl or anything, but he's playing all right. But the reason why I'm gonna tell people to shut the fuck up is because Ryan Pace is a borderline god in drafting days two and three like if you look at his two and three day draft picks they are fucking phenomenal so you're going to get mad at ron pace for drafting the guys like eddie jackson drafting the guys like cody whitehair Tariq cohen you know 
he drafted Adrian Amos, who I still think we should have never let go. No, you know, no. especially since we replaced him with Haha Clinton Dix, which cannot play true strong safety, which took Eddie Jackson out of, you know, free safety where he shines, which is why he declined this year. But I'm telling you, man, Ryan Pace, he gets way too much hate. I mean, the dude's built a very good team. He just doesn't have the quarterback figured out. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, I feel like that's an accurate way to put it. I mean, look at the roster, man. He's like, he's built a phenomenal defense. Offensive line is the best it's been in many years because we've had a shitty line for years. You know, Jay Cutler never had an offensive line, ever. You know, you put Jay Cutler behind this line we have right now, Jay Cutler's going to be, be able to stand up straight and make some bombs. Hey, he'll still be married, too. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's true. That's true. That's my quarterback. That's my quarterback. I'm telling you. Uh, but no, Ryan Pace, man, he he's built a very good team. Uh, he just hasn't figured out the quarterbacks. People just need to lay off of him, in my opinion. In my yeah. opinion, because I mean, like, you cannot argue that the dude drafts really well in days two and three. You just can't. He's gotten Pro Bowlers, oh, first yeah. team All Pros out of day two and three. He just hasn't figured out day one. Just take day one out of his hands. Let Matt Nagy do it. Let Matt Nagy take care of day one, and we're oh, good yeah. to go. Oh yeah. Um, but uh, jumping over from Chicago, like I said, I don't want to take up too much time talking about my favorite team, of course. The NFL schedule was uh, just dropped here recently. And, uh, you know, for, first and foremost, I guess I'm still going to talk about my team for a sec. Yeah. The fact that the Bears got, like, was it four primetime games? Was it four or three? It was either four or five. I think, okay, it was yeah. four then. Yeah, it, that's it's wild to be me. Four. That's fucking wild to hey, me. That Buffalo, we got, hey, Buffalo got four, well, see, potentially that, five. Well, see, that kind of makes sense. That kind of makes sense. I can see Buffalo getting five with how they did last year. The fact that we got, you know, four. That's crazy to me. That's fucking crazy. But, you no, know, the one thing that I noticed with the primetime games is, let me ask you, did the NFL flat out kind of say they prefer Tom over Bill since Tampa Bay has five primetime and New England has four? Yeah, because it's Tom and Gronk. Yeah, so Tom and Gronk, man. Because Gronk came back. Yeah. It's, it's going to be a showdown there. It, it really is. Like, yeah. How, how, do you, how do you actually think – Tampa Bay is going to do realistically. Do you think they're going to be as good as I? I don't think they're going to be as good as everyone's hopping up. I think they're going to be good. They're going to be in contention for that South. Yeah. But I, I personally don't think they're going to be as good as everyone's hyping. What do you think? I say about nine and seven. Nine and seven. Nine and seven. Just because the Panthers are in the division, the Saints. I mean, the Falcons. Well, I always forget about the Falcons. You know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> they. I mean, they've been kind of forgettable for a few years. Yeah. Since their Super Bowl run. And now they got to play Tom again. Yeah. Twice. Uh, man, that's gonna be a, that's gonna be the tightest division this year, in my opinion. Uh, I think it's gonna be between the Saints, Bucks, and um, uh, Falcons, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, with the Carolina on the tail end, but I think Carolina is still gonna be good, in my opinion. Um, I don't. If there's gonna be a team in that division that's gonna go under 500, it's gonna be like literally like barely. It's gonna be like a seven to nine. Yeah. Which, okay. Well, before before I I put that into stone. Does this year start the 17 games, or is that next year? It's this year. Okay, so, okay. No, so, no. No, I, I think it is next year. Yeah, it's next year. Okay, I'm so, thinking the seven teams in the playoffs. I miss I miss heard that. Seven teams is this year? Yes. Okay, seven teams this year, but 17 yeah. games starts next year. Okay, yeah. got it. Yeah, I, at, at the for that division, I think the lowest we'll see is, I think, maybe a team going seven and on. Um, but we're not going to dive a lot into that because uh, we're going to talk about that in the next uh, eight episodes. So just to kind of give everyone an idea what to expect over the next eight weeks is uh, the next eight weeks, every single week, we're going to be talking about news. We're going to be talking about, you know, whatever is going on. We don't have a whole lot going on, but whatever is going on as well as some other topics that we personally want to talk about. But then over the next eight episodes, it's going to be us t breaking down division by division and going over the schedules and just giving our full prediction about who's going to win the division, uh, how's everyone going to go, and then we're going to finish that whole eight-week eight journey up with the ninth episode after that where it's going to be uh, us predicting the playoffs based on our previous predictions. So next week we're actually going to kick it off the NFC South because, in my opinion, that is the most interesting division for this season. So next week we'll be, uh, we'll be talking a lot about the NFC South and what's to come from that. So... Um, Let's talk about a little bit of ESPN here. Um, ESPN, man, they have been on the hunt for that Monday Night Football booth. They have been struggling. Jason Witten was a one-and-done. It didn't work out. This past year we had Booger and Joe, which everyone hated, especially Booger. Everyone hated him. Booger and Joe are officially out. Uh, Pat McAfee talks a lot about it on his on his show on YouTube and the radio, whatever, that uh, he's been really trying to gun for it, but they just oh, yeah. keep – they keep politely telling him no in some form, and now apparently the words they're going to hire from within because of due to the whole COVID thing. They've had to lay so many people off, whatever. 
so they're not going to dish out a lot of money for someone on the yeah. outside. Is there going to be a point where that Monday Night Football booth is actually going to be damn good again? When they get Pat? Yeah, when they when, get Pat. When they get Pat, that's it. When they get Pat. He's pure entertainment right there. I, I, I don't know why they wouldn't want Pat. I, you know, Apparently what Pat, Pat actually just talked about today on his show where ESPN was just like, well, we want a quarterback in the booth. Well, yeah. we want a future Hall of Famer in the booth. You know, we want this. We want that. And, you know, and, um, you know but, I, but man, Pat is literally pure entertainment. Yeah. yeah he's just pure entertainment, man. Uh, you know, it kind of blows me away how some people have said no to the job. Like Peyton Manning, for example, who's literally partnered with ESPN with his whole Peyton's places, which are phenomenal, by the oh, way. Yeah. Um, you know, they've tried for Peyton, they tried for Drew, they tried real hard for Tony Romo before Tony Romo did his re signing. Um, you know, I mean, Monday Night Football, man, it's like a mini Super Bowl, is how people call it, because you're the only game of the week, you're the, you know, primetime type game. You know, you're more notable than Thursday Night Football, whatever. I mean, it's primetime type deal. Oh, yeah. But no one seems to want it for some reason. I don't know what the deal is, man. I have no idea, man. It's it's. It, I don't know. I mean, it'll be interesting to see who they actually fill with it. Um, I mean, I guess we'll see. Uh, all right. So, transitioning over, we're gonna be talking about some draft, and this is probably take up the rest of the show, honestly, because we got a lot to talk about, a lot, oh, to, yeah. a lot to break down. Uh, we're not gonna go team by team, uh, but we are gonna break down a lot of different teams here and give our thoughts on it. So, uh, you know, just just for the sake of it, um, let's 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 break down both of our personal teams just for fun. You know, I've got the the Bears over here, diehard, you know, Orange and Navy, and he's a Buffalo Bills fan. So, uh, I'll I'll start off with mine, man. I'm looking at it, and once again, I'm telling you, this man can draft two, days two and three. I'm telling you, he can't. Like the fact that we got Jalen Johnson in the second round is awesome. I love that pick so much. You know, we need some help on the back end, you know, you know, so, so badly. You know, I love Jalen Johnson, man, pairing him up with Kyle Fuller. That's, that's huge. That is huge to me. Uh, I like Cole Komet. I like that pick a lot. Oh, I love that pick. Man, I, I absolutely adore it. You know, you know, I, like I said, like I said earlier, I'm Miami Hurricanes fan. So us signing Jimmy Graham, that's like cool in a way, you know, yeah. I like Jimmy Graham, but I mean, he's washed up. Yeah. He is. He's not the same guy he was in New Orleans. In fact, he hasn't been that same guy since he left new orleans i mean well, now you can be a mentor to cole yeah you know exactly uh but yeah i'm i love the cole commit pick man i like the uh the gibson pick in the the fifth round you know i like the uh the offensive lineman we drafted in the seventh too heck i like you know after checking out some highlights man i liked uh i like mooney i like the uh yeah i like that water here from tulane you know i was really wanting like kj hill and a couple others you know that i was mentioning yeah. to you in the messages but hey you know after checking out that i like the darnell pick I think that's going to be good. You know, he could be a good fourth guy for us, you know, because I feel like uh, maybe even a third. You know, I feel like we're going to get uh, – no, probably not third because we have – that's right, we have Anthony Miller. And I think I think, I think Ridley is going to get a good shot this year. Riley Ridley, I think he's going to get a good shot this year, which I'm really excited for. But, I mean, overall, I like our, I like our class, mostly because the first two picks. First two picks alone makes me love it. Cole oh, Komet yeah. and Jalen Johnson, I fucking love it. Um, let's take a look at uh, let's take a look at your team, the uh, old Buffalo Bills. Circle the wagon, another team just like mine that did not have a first round pick, but that did not matter, did it? Oh no, because that first round pick was also Stephon Diggs. Yeah, I mean, if you want to, if you want to swing it that way, but no, I absolutely would. It's hey. kind of like with the Colts. You know, they trade their first round pick for DeForest Buckner. Are you going to get DeForest Buckner at the pick that the Colts had? They made a smart move, and so did you guys. Yep. Stephon Diggs was great. Oh yeah, yeah. But then looking at your class, man, AJ, the fact you guys got him in the second round too. Oh yeah, that that actually blows my mind. Yeah, man. I've seen him so many times in the top ten projections. And I know something happened. I don't know what it was. Kind of like with uh, with Braun uh, going to New Orleans in the, what the third round. Yep. That's wild to me. That's wild. I think AJ's a great pick. I like the Zach Moss pair up with uh, Singletary. I like that a lot. Um, how do you feel about Jake? How do you feel about you guys getting Jake? To back up Josh, how do you how do you like that one? He was just there. He was just there. That that's the only way I can explain that pick. He was just there. I mean, why not pick him? You know, right? Why not? Why not put Josh under at least a little bit of pressure? Because right. Matt Barkley's not going to do anything behind Josh. No. But now that that leaves, if Josh gets hurt, at least we ain't got Matt Barkley. You know, <laughs> that's true. At, at least we got Jake Fromm. I mean, he's right. Clearly better than Matt Barkley, you know. Right, right. No, I mean I agree with you. You know, on the off chance that uh, you know Josh Allen, you know he's he's through college career and so far his pro career, the guy's been sturdy. Yep. But you never know what can happen in this game. You never fucking know. 
Uh, I mean, there's numerous injuries we could talk about to give proof to that. Yep. Like the Patriots last year when yeah. the little cheap shot that nobody wants to call it a cheap shot. Right. So I like the from pick. I mean, I, I, I honestly, I like the uh, the kicker pick. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. that, that puts pressure on Hoska. Yeah. Like, I mean, he's getting old. He, obviously, he's going to get replaced eventually. Why not go get the best kicker out there? Right. You know? If you had to, if you had to grade your team's draft, what would you grade him? I'll say A minus. A minus. I would say a B plus. That that yeah. that'd be mine. Um, and for the Bears, I'd probably say a B plus as well. B plus for the Bears. See, um, see, I'll say A minus because of the wide receivers that we took. Like that's fair. That's be, fair. I like I like uh, I like they, Isaiah. They produce. Yeah, I like Gabriel Isaiah. Davis was a beast at UCF. Yeah. Um, let, let's also just uh, for sake for our uh, our for our fallen friend here. Let's let's look at the Cowboys draft. Let's break that one down. I mean, we I, we would break it down anyway. It's oh, kind of yeah. hard not to, being the Dallas Cowboys. But uh, just for the sake of Mr. Brady Dyer, who cannot be here today with us, uh, let's go ahead and break that one down. Taking C.D. Lamb, man. C.D. Lamb falling to him. Uh, that's that's huge. It really is. That's huge. You know, your parent C.D. You know C.D. Lamb's getting paired up with uh, Amari Cooper, and what Michael Gallup. Yep. Yeah. Uh, now my boss is a, a Cowboys fan too. And he, when when we talked about the draft, he was very pissed off about the pick because you know he's like, we already have Gallup and Cooper, but you know this is a case where you got like the best receiver on the board. Yeah. You know, one of, in my opinion, second best on the board. I'm a yeah. I'm a Judy guy, but uh, you know, Ceedee Lamb happened to fall to him. Why not take it? You know. Yeah, I mean, you're not gonna keep Gallup and Cooper forever. You know. If anything, if anything, this is a good pick for the offense because. It allows Gallup to, you know, go to the slot where I think he could shine more. Oh yeah, you know, you know, yeah, that's what I think at least. Um, I like I like the Diggs pick as well. Uh, Diggs was being talked about for a potential uh, first round pick at multiple times, like late first. So I like them getting Trayvon Diggs. You know that that felt like a necessity since they let Byron Jones walk, um, which everyone kind of expected them to possibly draft a corner for that exact reason because their mindset was. You know, hey, I don't want to pay Byron Jones a top dollar money because we yeah. need to pay Cooper and we want to pay Dak, but we can draft a good corner in the draft because this this draft had a lot of corners. Oh, yeah. this is a very deep draft for corners. So, I mean, I like that pick. I like the uh, the uh, the Neville pick. Uh, I like that a lot because there was I saw mock drafts where uh, Neville was potentially going in the first round. Uh, hell, I think I made a couple that where he went in the first round. Yeah. So honestly, the first three Cowboys picks, man, they blew it out of the water. Uh, the rest of them, I can't comment on too much. I know a little bit about Reggie Robinson, so I think that's a pretty solid pick. Of course, we got a, an offensive lineman coming from Wisconsin, trademark here. Oh yeah, that was a great pick. Yeah. So oh, we yeah. can only expect that's going to be a future uh, first team All Pro right there. Oh yeah, most definitely. Uh, overall, I would say the Cowboys. I would give them an A minus personally. I think they had a really good draft uh, from just the first four rounds alone. First four. I mean, that, that's that's saying a lot since yeah. we're, we only got seven rounds. Um, I would say A minus. What, what what are your thoughts on that one? I'm gonna say A minus too, just because Diggs and C D Lamb. Right. And then you get your offensive lineman late in the fourth. True. I mean. True. Okay. Uh, we're now let's let's go over some other teams that we think uh, won the draft. Uh, the first one that I'm gonna say for me personally is uh, I love Detroit's. And, you know, uh, and like I said, yeah, I'm a Bears fan, but I'm a football fan first. But man, I'm telling you, I love Detroit's draft. And, and it's good that they got a, a great draft because this could be Matt Patricia's last year. If they if they don't do something, Matt Patricia's probably gone. They needed a good draft. Yeah. Um, there was some talk they were going to possibly trade out of that third spot, uh, just trade down a little bit. I, you know what? If you could get if you can get a lot more picks out of it, sure, absolutely. I'm a big fan of trading down, but at the same time, Matt Patricia's in a spot where he really can't. And uh, just taking the number one guy on the board, taking uh, Jeff Okuda. I think that's how you pronounce his last name, right? Okuda. Okuda. I don't know. I'm just gonna say Okuda. Okuda. Because he's from Ohio State, and I don't like them. All right, we'll so. go. With, we'll go with Okuda, uh, as I really don't know personally. Um, I mean, Okuda. They they just traded away Darius Slay to Philadelphia, so. Uh, you know them drafting Okuda just makes perfect sense. It's gonna be just a plug, a plug them in to that spot. I love the DeAndre Swift pick. Absolutely love that. Love it. Even though it's gonna be running against us twice a year. Yeah. Love that pick for the Lions. You know he went third in the uh, second round. He was a potential first round pick. Just kind of fell. I love the Julian pick. Jonah Jackson's a good pick. I mean overall, man, and my you know looking at their their draft class, man, Detroit had put together something really strong. 
in my opinion. They, yeah. you know, that's one of the teams that I really like about how well they did. Uh, what's a team that you really like based on how they did? See, I, I like Denver. I mean, you get Jerry that's Judy true. in the first round. That's I true. don't know how he fell to them, but you just got to thank the good Lord above that he, he made it there. And then K.J. Hamler Your in the boy from round. Penn State. Oh, yeah. like Yeah, he's a Penn State fan, just so people know. Once we start talking about college later on. We are. What's up? Um, see, I like Matelva in the game in the third round. Right. He like as soon as he got drafted, I looked on Instagram. I looked on the because for some reason I follow a Broncos page. Right. I looked at it and everybody was like, "Who is this Matelvin Kim guy? Is he real?" I'm, and like if they just watched him play, he is so, he's so good. Like I don't know. I mean, I don't, I wouldn't get him in the third round. Right. Just personally, I think he's like a fourth, fifth. But he'll produce, and then Albert. I was just about to say, I, I like, I like that pick. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. I've never known how to pronounce that man's last name. Oh, cool, Mabum. Well, you Mabundum. Well, Mabundum. I give you an A plus for even trying because it's not. I'm not even going to do that. But Albert tied in from Missouri. Like <laughs> I like him. I like him a lot, man. I like that pick. Overall, good pick there. Um, Tyree Cleveland. That's true. That's true. I, honestly, I'm with you. I like, I like the Denver draft class, man. Um, I'd probably, I'd, man, hell, I'd give this by name honest B plus. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a good class. Like, I mean, the fact that they got, you know, Judy and KJ, you know what, what that says, you know, them getting Judy, um, KJ, they're getting uh, Lloyd in the third at center, they're getting Albert tied in in the fourth. You know what this is saying is they are going all in on Drew Locke to yeah. put to put pieces around him so he can succeed. You know, yep. they've already got Cortland uh, Sutton. You know that you know they just signed uh, Melvin, correct? Yes. Then they have Philip Lindsay as well. I mean, they're going all in around Drew, which is great because they haven't really done that <laughs> with the quarterback since obviously Peyton. You know, and before Peyton, it was you know plug and pull basically. Oh yeah. So it's good to see that they're going all in on him. Now you did mention how Judy fell. Uh, we know how he fell. We have the the Raiders over here <laughs> in true Man. in true Raiders fashion. Just drafting the fastest receiver on the board with Henry Ruggs. Now, don't get me wrong. Henry Ruggs is going to go in the first round no matter what. He's a first-round talent, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Uh, but he is by no means the number one receiver on the board. He's number three, in my opinion, behind Judy at one, CD at two, yep. and Ruggs at three. That's my opinion. Yep. Uh, hence his name, Henry Ruggs III. Hey, he was just the fastest. Yeah, he's the fastest. And, so. the, Ra- and the Raiders picked between- before them. That's, yeah. all, that's all you got to know about that. That explains the pick right there. Yeah, and then they drafted. Uh, I do like the cornerback they drafted, uh, da- uh, Damon. I do like him a lot uh, from Ohio State. I do like that pick for him. Uh, the rest of their class, honestly, in my opinion, it's kind of weak. They yeah. drafted three wide receivers. I don't. I mean, I get they've been weak at the receiver game since they got rid of Cooper. But I'll be honest, man. I just I don't like their class. I, I mean, I like the Rugs pick to a point. I like the Damon pick. I mean, I feel like their first rounders they did okay. Yeah. Um, but man, I just I don't I don't care for their class. At best, I'd say C plus. Yeah, I mean they took a five foot eight cornerback. Yeah, I'm gonna give them a C. Yeah, I mean, I mean it but, is what it is. I mean I understand he was the best, probably the best player available. Right. But five foot eight, come on, man. Now uh, talking about uh, their in division rival, defending uh, Super Bowl champs now, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. They overall, I feel like, had a pretty decent class, but the biggest thing that sticks out to me was them drafting the running back in the first round. Yep. And first off, I want to point out this running back being drafted over DeAndre Swift, uh, J.K. Dobbins, and Jonathan Taylor. I want to point that out. But what I love about this pick is because like they already had Damian Williams, who's honestly not that bad. He really showed off in the playoffs, especially the Super Bowl. But what I love about this pick is... This is like Brian Westbrook 2.0 for for Andy Andy Reid. Oh yeah, and that's how he's going to be used and plugged, and I think that's huge. I think that's absolutely huge uh, for that offense. I think that offense, you know, it was already it was already good. Um, the the Chiefs team is already good. They didn't lose anyone, as far as I know, because um, they didn't they didn't get rid of Frank Clark, right? No, I, I didn't think so. I, I know, think. I know, he went from Seattle to them, but yeah. I, I don't think they got rid of him. I mean, they didn't lose anyone. I mean, what Sammy Watkins? Did he officially say he's taking that year break? Uh, well, Fact I mean, check that for he, me. He's basically took a year break since he got drafted, but 
So, I mean, really, the Chiefs, you know, they, they haven't lost anyone. And, you know, them gaining a, a Brian Westbrook 2.0 that Andy Reid knows very well how to plug and do stuff with, I mean, it's great. Like, I mean, the Chiefs just got better. That's all they did. I mean, everything else that they, they drafted, Willie Gay Jr., uh, inside linebacker Mississippi State, um, Lucas from TCU, you know, this is yeah. all just bonuses. I mean, they, you know, them, but I'm telling you, I love that. The main thing is I love the running back pick. That's the big thing that I love. What we got on Sammy? Uh, well, the only thing I see right now is his uh, depression war with uh, okay. Buffalo. Okay. He said that, uh, that as soon as McDermott showed up, right, he had a bad feeling about him because McDermott is not somebody that you can just play around and have like, just have fun or anything right like outside of football right and he's been when he was in buffalo he's gone to the bars and everything getting drunk using drugs and all that and coach mcdermott was not he was not a fan of that right so he's basically blaming mcdermott for his failures i guess oh okay uh i'm still i'm still trying to find it i, I, I can't, can't see anything okay well while you're looking for it oh i see it what is it is he still a chief nine million dollars in 2020 Okay. So. No. Well. All right. Well, they still got Sammy then. Well, another team that I and I really want to talk about this team draft class and the team in general because there's a everyone on God's green earth is all under the same impression and I just hope to God it's not true. So the team I want to talk about is the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, they're one of the teams that I really like. I put them, in, you know, my you know one of my top teams that I follow. Uh, I've always liked the Jaguars and I love. Love, 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 love their draft class. Absolutely love it. I love CJ. I love CJ Henderson. Uh, I love. I don't know how to pronounce his name. Clavon. Uh, Clavon. Yeah, Clavon. Clavon. I love that pick. Kaysen. Yeah, I love. Yeah. Uh, I love the wide receiver from Colorado. Lavisca. Yeah, Lavisca. Man, I got. I got my boy Quarterman from from Miami. Love oh, yeah. that. I love Quarterman. Man, Quarterman's a beast. Uh, I like I like Daniel Thomas a lot. I like that pick. I like that pick a lot. Colin Daniel. Johnson was yeah. That was an amazing pick. Yeah, I mean they had a great great pick. Uh, I like honestly I like the Jake Lutton pick. I think it's going to be a good guy to put behind Gardner. But the thing I want to talk about, you know, when I said everyone in, on on God's green earth is under the same impression, is everyone is under the impression the Jags are playing in the tank and yep. get Trevor Lawrence next year. And I I am going to hope and pray. That is not the case. I'm all about Minshew mania. Oh, yeah. I love me some Gardner Minshew, baby. He is one of the best things to come to football in a long time. I, I'm all about Minshew mania. He's one of my favorite quarterbacks in the league now. Love this dude. He plays amazingly. Like, I mean, he got rookie of the week, like what, like six or seven times last year? Yeah, that's what it felt like. Like, I mean, dude, the dudes, the dude knows how to play ball. And, the fa- and honestly, I get you're paying Nick Foles a lot of money, but they made a mistake benching Gardner and, you know, yep. and and going back to Nick. You know, they need they needed to stick with the hot hand. That's oh, yeah. what they needed to do. Kind of like the, you know, the Cowboys did Dak's rookie year. You know, Tony was finally good to come back, but they stuck with the hot hand. And it, I mean, it worked out. They didn't go to the Super Bowl or anything. I mean, they, but they had like what went 13 and 3, 14 and 2. I don't yep. remember, you know, or I don't I don't remember what it was. But they stuck with the hot hand, and it yep. worked. And that's what that's what the Jacks needed. They needed to stick with the heart, the hot hand of Gardner Minshew. Um, Trevor Lawrence, I, I have gone on record with the guys that I think Trevor Lawrence is probably the best quarterback prospect that I see coming out of college into the pros since like Andrew Luck, where I viewed Andrew Luck as a legitimate sure thing. Yep. Yeah, Andrew retired early. And then people can say that, you know, it didn't work out in that capacity. But how can you say it didn't work out when he's, like, a multiple-time Pro Bowler, yep. uh, you know, first or second team All-Pro? I cannot remember. I mean, the dude played well. Yes. You know, and Andrew Luck was, in my opinion, the last sure-thing quarterback we had coming out of the draft. And I think the same thing for Trevor Lawrence. I really do. Trevor Lawrence, man, he's, he's great to watch. But with that said, I just – God, man, I hate the idea – Thinking the ta- the Jags are gonna tank for him, I really, really do, because I love I love Gardner Minshew. I love what he can bring to that team, what he can bring to that city. Yeah. Because the thing that and that's that's the big thing is the city is all in on Gardner. Oh yeah, and that's not a very popular team in that. I mean, they are, but what, but I mean, like that that stadium's empty a lot, man. Yeah, you know they need to sell tickets, and Gardner can do that. Uh, now let's talk about some teams that lost the draft. We're going to talk about, we're going to go ahead and jump straight into this one. Cause I love it. Makes me happy. And everyone on I'll God's green earth with that love. 
<laughs> yeah, I love it, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> and that's the Green Bay Packers. Diehard Bears fan. I cannot stand the Packers. I always have respect them as a franchise. But in my opinion, they lost the draft. Uh, first two picks alone, they lost the draft. Because, I mean, everyone everyone's comparing Jordan Love to Aaron Rodgers' situation. But the thing is that people need to realize is, like, Jordan Love, I mean, he very, very briefly – he was being talked about as a top 10 pick very briefly. And it, when I say that, it was like five, you know, the five through 10 range, not even a top five, you know, not one through four. And it, that was very briefly. Other than that, it was set on Joe. It was set on Tua and it was set on Justin. With When it came to Aaron, Aaron was potentially the first overall pick. It was Aaron or Alex. So yep. the fact that Aaron fell to Green Bay, that's a different, that's a completely different situation. You have a, a potential first round pick setting at what, pick 26 or 22? 22. 22. 22, yep. I mean, yeah, you take that, especially when Brett's been talking retirement. I mean, yes, Aaron talks retirement too, but you traded up for Jordan Love, a guy who was going to be there anyway. Yeah. To get your future successor, Aaron Rodgers is on a four year deal. He still has four years left on his contract right now. You, what do you, what's the plan? Now, granted, as far as I remember, after two years, I think, they could cut Aaron and not lose any money. Yes. I think this year and next year are the years where they, they if they cut him, they'd get penalized. So that may be the play. is two more years of Aaron Rodgers and let Jordan Love develop, which first and foremost is great. I am 100% in on letting a guy develop if you can. It worked. It's worked out. I mean, it's worked yep. out for Patrick Mahomes is the best example right now as the most recent. But – I mean, Jordan, I mean, this is a team, though, that was one game away from the fucking Super Bowl. One game away from the Super Bowl. I mean, like, they were right fucking there. And they gave up, what, 186 yards before contact of yeah. rushing yards? And you're going to draft a quarterback in the first round? Like, I'm a Packers hater, and I love this as a Bears fan. No pun intended. Actually, yeah. 100% pun intended. But, like, as an organ, as a football fan, as someone who looks at this, like, what the hell are you thinking? You didn't improve your team at all. And it's the same thing with the second pick. I mean, I like A.J. Dillon, yes. yes. I'm not shitting on A.J. Dillon, but the, they have Aaron Jones who popped off last year. And Jamal Williams. Exactly. And Jamal Williams, like... They already got their one-two punch. Yeah, like, what, what, what do you need A.J. for? And, like, you know, I saw one stat that I thought was wild. I really did. You know, it, it put up with all of these, um, uh, you know, these top-tier quarterbacks that we have in the league today. You know, like the uh, like the Drew Brees, the Russell Wilsons, et cetera, et cetera. You know, and even in the past, Peyton Manning, whatever. And it's like, how many touchdowns all these quarterbacks have thrown to first round picks? Yep. How do you do you remember how many touchdowns Aaron Rodgers has thrown to a first round pick? It should be one. One. Yep. And that's Mercedes Lewis when he came to be a backup tight end for him. Yep. That is the only first round pick that Aaron has ever thrown a TD to, and that's wild to me, man. You have like. One of the best quarterbacks to play this decade, one of the best quarterbacks to play ever with that completion rating or passer rating, whichever yep. one he's got that's a record. I think it's passer rating. And you're not going to draft from a wide receiver in the first round. I don't get that. I mean, the last wide receiver they drafted in the first round was Javon Walker in, like, what, 2002? Yep. That's crazy to me. That's crazy to me. And also, i got to give a big shout-out to the Pat McAfee show during their live uh uh, for the draft, uh, one of the guys on the show, Tosh Schmidt, he's a big Packers fan, and his explosion of anger about this pick was hilarious. I do recommend go checking that out on YouTube. It is absolutely that goddamn it that he unleashes is just amazing, and I laugh every. I've watched that like twenty times, Man. but you know what? I feel it because that's how I was with Trubisky, so I feel it. But I mean, honestly, like even looking at the rest of the rest of the draft, the fact they did not even draft a wide receiver is insane to me. They drafted a tight end. Great, congratulations. But then you draft a couple of linemen. You know, you draft, you know, three linemen. You draft uh, a safety and a defensive end and a linebacker. But you don't even this this class was so deep on wide receivers and you don't draft Aaron Rodgers, your former Super Bowl MVP, former MVP, Pro Bowlers, first team all pro. You know, record. You know, NFL record holder for passer rating. You do not draft him a wide receiver. That's insane. Yeah, that, especially when T. Higgins was there. Exactly. Like, come on, man. Man, <laughs> I, I, dude, I don't get it. I, I really, I really, really don't. And also, speaking of T. Higgins, shout out to the Cincinnati Bengals with the Joe Burrow T. Higgins 
picks. That's that's pretty solid. Right yeah, there. I mean, shout out to the Bengals on that one. Not only if the Bengals could get get on the get get up the times like the rest of the NFL and have an uh, indoor practice facility, we, we might we, we might be going somewhere, brother. Oh yeah. But uh, no, T Higgins going to them was really good. Obviously, Joe Burrow, great pick for them. But no, man, Packers, uh, they easily had the worst draft in my opinion. In my opinion, they did. Uh, another team that I thought did really shit was uh, Houston. You know, I get they only had five picks, but I don't think that's an excuse because uh, clearly, I mean, New Orleans had four, and I feel like New Orleans really did well with their four, uh, in my opinion. But looking at Houston's man, I mean, Ross, he was being talked about as a first-round pick, and that's great that, that they were able to snag him there, hometown kid coming from TCU, whatever. But, I mean, the rest of their draft, man, in my opinion, is pretty weak. You know, Houston's already, you know, Coach O'Brien's already under fire for trading DeAndre, which I still think is one of the dumbest things to happen. You know, in this off season, and it's him trading uh, DeAndre Hopkins. But well, they got Bill O'Brien, and he's not not one to know about players. So that's true. That's true. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think the Raiders had a horrible draft. Uh, I mean, I'm not the Raiders. Sorry, the the Texans. I mean, I just don't think the Texans draft is 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 good in my opinion. Well, I, well you was right with the Raiders not having a good draft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, I don't think they had, they had a good draft either. Now, the Rams draft I thought was okay. Um, I, like, I, I like Cam Akers. I like the Cam Akers pick, and I like the the Lewis pick in the third round. Those are the only things that I mean. I, that's the only things that really stand out to me are those two. Hey, they got a Miami kicker. That's true. He's just no, from Ohio. Yeah, Miami, Ohio. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They went to the wrong college right there. Now, now let me ask you uh, on in your opinion, how do you think Miami did? Because obviously they have they drafted Tua, who's very notable to have be injury prone. They had three first-round picks. So well, overall, they got them a tackle, Austin yeah. Jackson. Yeah, they did. So that, that's pretty solid for them. And then they got Noah from Auburn, right? Which I mean, they uh, they could probably could have got him in the the next round, honestly. But right. Uh, let's see, Roquan uh, Davis. That was a good pick. Yeah. I don't know, man. Uh, Tua is one of the best college quarterbacks I've seen in terms of accuracy. But man, that hit that that injury issues. Man, I I wouldn't have drafted to it, but that's me. I, I would I agree. Have, I agree. I, I mean, I just wouldn't have. Um, now, one team, you know, because you mentioned they drafted a tackle, Austin Jackson. One team that I really really liked their draft for is Tampa Bay. You know, who obviously just signed um, Tom Brady, which is huge. You got an older guy here. You got to protect him. Uh, I love the Tristan pick. They they traded up one pick to get, uh, which you know I'm you know it goes back to hey if you know your guy get up to get him, and exactly. uh, I love the Tristan pick. I really do. Tristan I thought had the potential to go fourth overall to New uh, to New York, um, New York Giants. The fact that he fell down to Tampa Bay I think is awesome. New York Giants getting Andrew Thomas instead, which is also a great pick. But uh, Tampa Bay getting Tristan I thought was great. I love the Winfield Jr. pick. Um, I, I like I like what Tampa Bay did. I yeah. do. I like that they got Vaughn in the third round, but my favorite pick that they got was was Tyler Johnson from Minnesota. Like being a Penn State guy, he <laughs> went bananas on us. Like <laughs> uh, it's just that was a great pick. Right. Let's see. Let's look at some. Other. Uh, one question I was going to ask you is, what do you think about Jalen Hurts going to Philadelphia? What What's your thoughts on that? That's just a best available probably I don't know I can't I mean Wentz has always hurt so yeah. I understand that they need a backup right. but they could have went and got somebody else other than Jalen I've just not been a big fan on Jalen see I love Jalen so I love that he got drafted high in the second um, and honestly what you said about Wentz always being hurt that's why I get the pick Yep, I get it for that reason um I mean, I, I like it. It's going to give him a chance to learn. Um, I, I don't believe Philadelphia plans to use him in the term in a, like a Tyson Hill way. Yeah. I really don't. Um, but I like the pick. I mean, it, it's a lot of like former players will go on record saying that like literally like one of the most important positions on the entire roster is the backup quarterback yep. because of how much they, they do for the team. So, I mean, I like the Jalen Hurts pick. To Philadelphia, it came as a shock. I think it came as a shock to everyone. Oh, yeah. No one expected that. I was definitely not expecting Jalen Hurts to be in Philly. No, not at all. No. Uh, Now, one team that I do want to shout out, and it's (laughs) I've talked about all my division rivals here. Let's talk about Minnesota. 
it's kind of hard not to have a great draft when you have like what 13 picks they had. I mean, that's insane. They had so many picks, dude, but they had two first, uh, Justin Jefferson and Jeff, uh, was it G- Galandy? Gladney. Gladney. What did I say? Gladney. Am I dumb? I think I can't read, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll fill out. <laughs> no, but I like those two picks. I like the Urza pick, man. Um, I like the, you know, one, one, one sneaky pick that I really liked. Nate Stanley, seventh round quarterback, Iowa State. Hey, I, or Iowa, sorry. Yeah I, yeah, I agree with that. I like that pick. I like that pick a lot to go behind um, uh, Kirk Cousins. I like the KJ pick. I got my boy from Miami up in there, up in Minnesota. Seen that one coming. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got to shout him out, man. No, I mean, it's kind of hard not to have a, gr- a good draft when you have that many picks. I mean, you're going to hit something right. You know what I mean? You got to. And basically, they're replacing Stephon Diggs for Justin Jefferson. Yeah. Which, when you think about it, did Buffalo, who would Buffalo rather have? Stephon Diggs, a proven wide receiver? A, you could probably say elite. Or an unknown Justin Jefferson coming out of college. Right. See, so Buffalo standpoint, they win. And also Minnesota standpoint, I still think that they win by by that trade because also they you still got to think they got Thielen. Right. So they can they can expect, like, they can f- fill that void with Justin Jefferson, but they're also replacing Diggs with Thielen. Right. So now Thielen's the number one. Jefferson can learn behind Thielen instead of having two superstar receivers both want the ball at the same time. So that's fair. That's fair. Now, um, so we're gonna we're gonna actually go and start uh, prepping the wrap this show up. And I do have a question for you because this was a uh, I feel like a big a big topic that a lot of people talked about. And uh, you know we're let's let's talk about a couple things actually. You know to give you give your your college team some love. But the first question. What did you think about Carolina passing on Simmons and getting Derrick Brown instead? I uh, I seen it coming. Like really? every mock draft that I did or that I looked at, Derrick Brown was he was the only player I looked at to put in that seventh pick if he fell. Right. So I I agree one hundred percent. And just looking at what Carolina did, obviously they they're putting a lot of trust in uh, Teddy because they did not give him any help on the offensive side. Yeah. I mean, they literally drafted nothing but defense. So they, they really believe that that offense is good to go. How do you feel about uh, your boy from Penn State going to Carolina at that uh, second-round pick? Well, all my Buffalo fans out there, you got you to gotta appreciate them taking uh, Penn State and not Buffalo taking Penn State because old uh, Aaron Maven. So I, <laughs> you said it, hey, not me. Hey, ho- you said that name. <laughs> Hopefully, he is not an Aaron Maven point two because right. I mean I like the guy, I like the kid, but I'm just glad Buffalo did not have a chance to get him because I mean I don't want to see no no Penn State players in Buffalo after that. After the Aaron Maven one, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, <laughs> I understand that was a massive bust for you, man. Yep, maybe Maven. Yeah. Um, but you know, like, like with Derek Brown going to Carolina, man, that left, that left Arizona, you know, not necessarily addressed, uh, addressing their top needs and just getting the best player on the board at that point, which, you know, in that case, I can't fault them. I mean, yeah, you need to get an offensive lineman, but Hey, look, they got Josh Jones in the third, yep. who could have been a late first or a second rounder. They got him in the third, but I mean, I mean, Arizona was shocked that Isaiah Simmons was at the eighth pick. Oh, I think. Yeah. Arizona fans was shocked. So I mean, you uh, you can't fault him for taking Isaiah Simmons. The dude can play all over the field. He's gonna be a great addition to the, you know, to the uh, the defense. And then most notably, since like I said, since I got Josh Jones, I mean, you can't really be mad about it. You know, I mean, they got the tackle that they really needed because that's what they needed was a tackle. Yep. Um, but overall, uh, I think I think that's gonna be it for the show. We're gonna go ahead and probably wrap that up. We're setting about probably right at about an hour which is pretty solid for the first episode i like that we had a lot to talk about and honestly realistically there's more stuff that we could talk about it but hey with nothing really going on that's why we should save it for a future episode. we can always talk about cornhole if you want to yeah let's talk about cornhole time hey, that, <laughs> but uh, they, they get it in a hole that's all you gotta know yeah that's right but uh so that that is gonna be it for us uh can't wait to continue on with this show every single week talking about, you know, like I said, the next eight weeks going to be breaking down division by division uh, with, you know, once that's all done, after all that, we're going to break down the playoffs and how we think it's going to go. And then uh, hopefully if the season does kick off as it's supposed to, uh, COVID may, you know, 
you know, we'll see what that we'll see what happens with COVID. Uh, this show may actually be uh, be live. That may be a live show instead of pre-recorded. Uh, it'll be live on twitch.tv slash spark E3. So make sure to go check out our Twitch. All links are going to be down in the description below. Uh, make sure to also check us out on uh, our social media platforms like Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, again, links are all down below. And uh, also, make sure to go check out my other podcasts that I'm doing. Uh, I have three others that I'm working on, one called Lighthearted. If you're a gaming fan, movie fan, TV fan, that's a good place for you to go. It's just kind of like a, a nerd central, everything going on in that realm. Uh, you know, So make sure to check that out here on CastBox as well. We have another show called Real Talk, though, which is uh, more of a kind of like a motivational type show to talk about uh, different kinds of themes and topics like depression and uh, other things just kind of going on in the world, like drug addiction. That was a big topic for our second episode, which is an absolute banger. So make sure to check out episode two of Real Talk, though. And then lastly, Animan. If you're a big fan of anime and manga, make sure to go check that out. Um, that's going to be a bi-weekly show that I'm hosting. But like I said, Gridiron Mania, every single week, Thursdays, 8 a.m. Central Time, on CastBox, Sparky 3. I got Tyler Honeysuckle here as one of my hosts, Mr. Buffalo Bills fan himself. We have another guy named Brady Dyer who unfortunately could not be here due to being sick. Who is a Dallas Cowboys fan? Unfortunately, he's a we, he's one of them we dim boys guys. Well, yes. he doesn't he doesn't actually say that, but what I mean is by that is he's one of those guys where the Cowboys will start three and zero, and he's determined they're going to the Super Bowl when they haven't played anyone good. But anyway, shout out to you, Brady. I love you. And uh, then uh, you know we got me, Alex Light, your host, Chicago Bears fan, but uh, football fan first. But with all that being said, uh, Tyler, do you have anything you want to say to close it out? Nah, that should be it. All right, that sounds good to me. Anyway, thanks for listening, guys. Until next time, have a good one. Thank you.